The Politocrat is brought to you by the great people at Anchor. Anchor is such a great place to go if you want to get started in podcasting. And it's easy and it's free. Anchor, marvelous stuff, marvelous. And I'm so grateful to the folks at Anchor for getting me going with The Politocrat. If you want to get going and be heard on Apple, on Spotify and everywhere podcasts can be, Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The coronavirus. This is their new hoax. We have it totally under control. One day it's like a miracle. It will disappear. When you have 15 people and within a couple of days it's going to be down to close to zero. We really think we've done a great job in keeping it down to a minimum. I like this stuff. I really get it. We've done one hell of a job. Nobody's done the job that we've done. No, I don't take responsibility at all. Priorities USA Action is responsible for the content of this ad. Welcome to The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore. It is Saturday, May the 16th, 2020. The ad you just heard was from a group called Priorities USA, a progressive group that focuses on a number of things in terms of voter participation, education, and advocacy. They have run a series of very effective ads against Donald Trump during this election season. And today's episode focuses on political ads, particularly those targeted against Donald Trump. And I will be taking a look and you will be taking a listen to the ads of Priorities USA, the ads of Joe Biden's campaign for president, and also an ad from the Lincoln Project, a group of Republicans who are opposed to Donald Trump. That and a few other observations when I return. are on pause. We're worried about our health, and Trump is asking the Supreme Court to take away our health care. We want to terminate health care. 133 million Americans could lose coverage in the middle of a deadly pandemic. Totally kill it. Trump is putting us at risk. That is an ad from Priorities USA, and that ad was in the month of May 2020, and it's available on YouTube. It's called Pause, P-A-U-S-E. You can search that on YouTube at Priorities USA and then the word Pause and you will be able to get that ad. You can put it into any search engine and also add the words YouTube. That is a quick 15-second ad, but it's one of the more effective ads that I have seen and heard regarding what Donald Trump is doing to the United States of America and, quite frankly, the world. But, of course, we have a general election here coming in November, on November the 3rd, and some are even wondering whether or not that election is going to even happen. There was a excerpt of an interview that was released this week. Time magazine, for their Time 100 series, was interviewing Jared Kushner, Jared Kushner, of course, is the son-in-law of Donald Trump. And a question was posed to Kushner about whether or not there were any plans to delay the election. And Jared Kushner said, well, you know, he was kind of very evasive about it. And then he later put out a statement saying that there's no plans to do that. Now, of course, we don't know what is being cooked up with Donald Trump and any possibility of trying to delay the November election. First of all, he has no power to do that. That's the power of Congress. Power solely held in Article 2. That's the Congress. Excuse me. I need to, re- I need to just point that out. Um, Article 2 is not Congress. <laughs> Article 2 is the executive branch. Oh, dearie me. <laughs> 
Oh, dear. Remember, by the way, do you remember when Donald Trump said this? to do whatever I want as president. The government shut down. Now officially the longest in American president history. President Trump threatening the future of health care. The president's budget includes a cut of $845 billion to Medicare. President Trump apparently has a lot on his mind, at least according to his Twitter account. Concerns that the new missiles could reach the United States. And ISIS is seizing this chaotic moment to regroup. I have the right to do whatever I want as president. Priorities USA Action is responsible for the content of this advertising. That also, of course, from Priorities USA, as you just heard, Whatever I Want is the title. It's on YouTube under Priorities USA. That ad was released, I believe, in 2019. It's called I Have the Right to Do Whatever I Want. You can search that for Whatever I Want as the title. And the reason I play that is because that portion that you heard when he said I have the right to do whatever I want is from something he said in July of 2019 or thereabouts when he was saying that Article 2 means I have the right to do whatever I want. Article 2 is Article 2 of the Constitution of the United States. And by the way, Article 2 does not give any president the right to do whatever he or she wants. Article 2 is pertaining to the executive branch of which the president would be part of he or she would be part of that branch. Article 1 refers to Congress, and there's a reason why Article 1 was Congress, and that the Founding Fathers thought to put Congress first in its articles. And the reason why is because Article is the legislative, the Article 1, Congress is the legislative body. So what I was trying to say earlier on there with the ad that I played called Pause is that just last, you know, in the month of May 2020, Donald Trump was saying things like, we want to take away health care. I mean, he said that on May the 6th, 2020. But many of these reporters, many of the people in the news media, the corporate news media, have not said a word about it. Instead, what some of them have been doing is writing stories that just neutrally show us the damage that Trump is doing, but not really letting the average reader know that this guy is a danger. Now, I guess that is for the editorial board of a newspaper. I don't want to name the newspaper. I mean, there's lots of newspapers that do this, but some of the biggest ones in the country are doing this, and I don't think it's particularly helpful. I think people, readers in general, who read these newspapers want to see something a bit more that hits the mark about someone so dangerous as Donald Trump. And I think, strangely enough, even in this time, more people still read newspapers, whether they read them online or read them in their hands, than they watch YouTube political ads. I could be wrong about that, though. Maybe I could be very wrong about that. But these are the political ads that I think that people need to watch and listen to in this particular case, since you are obviously listening to me at this moment. I just think that it is very important that people do listen to these ads and watch them, which is why I will also be telling you where to search them or how to search them and what the ads are called so that you can actually watch these. And I would encourage you to pass them around this election year, right now, as soon as you can, because it's just very important. Because I'm not so sure that the messaging is getting through. Not everybody has Twitter. Not everybody even has any access to a computer, quite frankly. So play the ad over the phone to somebody that you know. Some people don't have internet access. Close to 100 million people don't in America. There are nearly 330 million people who live here, who are part of this United States. And why would you not want to know about some of these things? I doubt that many people realize that just last week, Donald Trump actually said what he said. And I don't know that people realize that he said this. 
about wanting to take away health care. I mean, he said that while he was in the White House. Quote, we want to terminate health care. That's what Donald Trump said on May the 6th, 2020. In the middle of a coronavirus pandemic that has killed, I would say conservative estimates are, I'd say 90,000 people. But quite frankly, I think that at this point, as I record this, it's probably killed 200,000 people in this country. Sorry, I don't mean to alarm. I don't have any facts that tell me that it is 200,000. But I will use a little bit of common sense. The fact that we've only tested 10 million people in America out of 330 million, that is a fact. The fact that there are people who never went to hospital because they were told not to unless they had life-threatening situations. That is a fact. That was told to people. Don't come in here unless you've got serious symptoms or you have serious chest pains or heart conditions. That was told to people. That is a fact. Many people, therefore, stayed at home. Many people, therefore, were not going to go in. They heeded that warning. Another fact, many people in America do not have health care, do not have the proper health care insurance. They are undercovered or not covered at all. And they did not go in because they feared the bill that they could not afford, that they could get bankrupted on, depending on what it is that the diagnoses revealed about them if they were to be coronavirus positive. Fact, there are many people in the country who are homeless who probably have COVID-19. They don't have shelter or they don't want to be part of a shelter because if they are, it spreads when you have groups of people together for a prolonged period of time, hence the physical distancing. So there's millions of people who are homeless in this country, including veterans, including all kinds of different people. You've got people in penitentiaries who have come down with this virus. You've got people who are detainees who've come down with this virus. And you've got all kinds of other people who probably died at home. Probably, you know, they just didn't want to go out, couldn't go out there immobile. Many elderly people, and I'm not talking just people in healthcare, in care homes. I'm talking about elderly people who are by themselves or who cannot leave their homes because they are, they have disabilities. They probably died as well. And the fact that you have very little testing and then you have a lot of false negatives coming out of Abbott Labs with this Abbott Now test that yielded up to 48% false negatives. When you add all these things together, a whole lot more than 90,000 people have died in the United States from this virus. I would say again that at this point, we are probably at 200,000 people dead in America. And many have, including Dr. Fauci, told us that the, the number is likely, very much likely, quite a bit higher than what we know. So I would really like to know what that real number is of people who are no longer with us because of Donald Trump's ineptitude, his psychopathy, and his lack of any desire to do anything. And his doing nothing caused the deaths of many thousands of Americans. In fact, I would say right now, in May of 2020, at least 200,000 people in this country have died because Donald Trump didn't care about them, didn't do anything. And even some of these ads that I'm going to be playing you, and I'll play you one in a few moments, made it very clear that Oh, Donald Trump was informed about this, warned about it in January. Well, he was warned about it in January through a number of means, including most urgently a memo from Peter Navarro, his trade advisor. Peter Navarro did a memo on January the 29th, urging Donald Trump to wake up and smell the coffee, that millions of people would die if nothing was being done. 
and Navarro, and I've talked about this in prior episodes, made a laundry list of recommendations and things that had to be done. He even included the drug remdesivir in his memo. Actually, he wrote two memos, one on February the 23rd to follow up because Trump was not paying any attention and didn't care. And he mentioned remdesivir, which has proven to be a drug that has uh, reduced the number of days that a COVID-19 patient is in agony. In other words, their recovery rate is a lot quicker. It reduces the length of the the recovery rate by about four days or so, which is better than nothing. It's a start. It's not a cure. It's a start. It's about reducing the amount of time it takes to recover. That's what remdesivir does. But all the while it was hydroxychloroquine, the drug that killed people, that that's the one that Donald Trump was telling everybody to go and get. And he was doing it because of friends to get some money on the side for them, to get some money himself. And it's a total kleptocracy. The total kleptocracy. But my original point is, even some of these ads which say, well, he was warned in January of 2020, and you're going to hear one of those ads in a moment. Even those ads, you know, don't account for the fact that it was November of 2019 that Donald Trump was told about this virus. And we'll probably have some reporting over the next few weeks and months that says that he knew about it probably before November. Would it surprise anybody if we hear a story in the next few weeks or months that Donald Trump knew about this virus during the summer of 2019? That would not surprise me at all. And that's why we need to make sure that on November 3rd, we turn out in droves to the ballot box. This is really a call to action. And playing these ads is one of the things that I'm doing to make sure that people are aware because people are still very afraid and understandably so still very frustrated, stressed out because of this pandemic, because they've been, if they have homes, trapped in their homes, essentially, because they are in situations where home is dangerous, because they are in situations where they've lost their job, because they're in situations where they don't know where the next meal is coming from. There are many people in those positions and situations. But I do think information is important. And some people will not be able to even listen to these ads because they're not in a position to, because they've got more pressing things, immediate things in their families and in their lives. I only hope that they are able to vote if they can. I only hope that they will be able to vote. It's a very, very important thing to be able to do in this day and age. Very important. I have to say this ad is an ad of, look, I'm impressed with this ad. I think that the ad I'm about to play for you is an ad that has to be seen on television, really, to get the full appreciation of it. But if you happen to have a computer, if you happen to have online access, make sure that you watch this ad. It's an ad that can be found actually on Joe Biden's Twitter page, at Joe Biden. You do not have to actually be a member of Twitter to watch that ad on his Twitter page. You just go to twitter.com forward slash Joe Biden and just scroll through his timeline. Now, I can tell you that back on, and he again, he his ads have been very, very good. Say what you 
say and what you what I've said about Joe Biden in other respects, his ads have been actually the very best thing about his campaign. Now, there there are a number of ads that he has done that I think have been very effective. But what you need to do is if even if you don't have Twitter, go to Twitter dot com forward slash Joe Biden. Scroll down to May 11th. 2020. And what you will see is on May 11th, there is an ad and the tweet is called Donald Trump just doesn't understand. That's what the tweet begins with. You really will want to listen to what will be the next almost three minutes of this episode to listen to. And then I urge you to watch this, but listen to this ad from Joe Biden. It is quite an ad. Early January, Donald Trump is first warned of the virus. He ignores it. We have it totally under control. It's going to be just fine. Defends the Chinese government instead. January 30th, Trump's own cabinet secretary warns of a pandemic, raising concerns that the Chinese government isn't being transparent. Trump calls him an alarmist. We think we have it very well under control. We're working very closely with China and other countries, and we think it's going to have a very good ending for us. The next day, the Dow plummets 600 points. Desperate to protect the stock market from sliding further, Trump continues to deny the threat and praise the Chinese government. We're doing great in our country, China. I spoke with President Xi, and they're working very, very hard, and I think it's going to all work out fine. Looks like by April, you know, in theory, when it gets a little warmer, it miraculously goes away. But global cases more than double, spreading to over 24 countries. February 25th, one of the CDC's top experts, Nancy Messonnier, speaks out, warning it could soon become a full-scale pandemic. Disruption to everyday life may be severe. And I told my children that while I didn't think that they were at risk right now, we as a family need to be preparing for significant disruption of our lives. Mr. Trump was, quote, furious as he watched the stock market crash after her comments. Trump didn't want to upset the markets. So for the last five days of February, the Trump administration took to the airwaves to deny the truth. We have contained this, I won't say airtight, but pretty close to airtight. Thanks to the president and this team's aggressive containment efforts, this disease, as Dr. Shook had said, is contained. February 27th, the market sees through the denials. The Dow continues to plunge, but Trump keeps up the false message. It will go away. Just stay calm. It will go away. I think we're going to get through it very well. April turns into May. The virus doesn't disappear. There is no miracle. The cases mount. The death toll grows. More than 33 million Americans lose their jobs to the pandemic. Unemployment reaches Great Depression-era levels. Donald Trump doesn't understand. We have an economic crisis because we have a public health crisis. And we have a public health crisis because he refused to act. Donald Trump didn't build a great economy. His failure to lead destroyed one. That was Joe Biden's ad on Donald Trump from May 11th, 2020. And what an astonishingly powerful ad that is. I don't know if you got a sense of that from listening to it just now, but I can tell you if you watch that ad, you will see as well the accompanying graphics, the accompanying font, the lettering, the numbers that go with the sound of the voice you heard and then the pictures of Trump and the pictures of other individuals. It is quite an ad. It might be the most effective ad I have seen anywhere against Donald Trump. This might be the one. One of the reasons why I think that this ad is a very good one from Joe Biden is that it sticks strictly to the facts and it documents everything. Not that ads don't do so. There is a difference, by the way, for some people who may be out there thinking, oh, well, this is an attack ad. This isn't an attack ad at all. It is an ad based strictly on the facts. And surely, yes, there's moments in the ad that conclude things. 
which aren't even attacks. Those are just sensible, logical conclusions about the behavior drawn specifically from the behavior of Donald Trump. The ad is so effective because it quotes, it doesn't take things out of context. It uses video of Trump saying things, just like the Priorities USA ad that I played to begin this episode relies solely on Donald Trump's statements, his voice. And to think that Donald Trump would actually sue to stop that ad from running, he failed. It's his voice. And again, it's the most effective thing you can do in any political ad, whether you, uh, for every, any political opponent, is to use their own words against them. And when you're not taking those things out of context, and neither of those two ads took any of Donald Trump's words out of context, they all were dated and all were arranged chronologically. I mean, Joe Biden's next ad, I'm sure, will be using Trump in his, showing Trump in one of his campaign rallies, talking about injecting bleach, disinfectant. I mean, I think the reason why he probably wouldn't run that, however, is because it plays into the very thing that Trump wants. Since people were actually calling hotlines, asking whether or not it was a good thing to do to inject disinfectant or bleach into their bodies or to drink it. So maybe Joe Biden will hold off of that one. Maybe he will hold off on that. He's done some very, very good ads, Joe Biden. And I think that even though a lot of the rest of Joe Biden's campaign has not been good, I've criticized it on a number of occasions. One of the things you can say about Joe Biden that is positive is that his team is doing a damn good job on Twitter and elsewhere, putting these ads together and really making powerful, strong statements. One of the things that works also about these ads so effectively, I might add, is because of the situation that we're in. This is a pandemic. This isn't something that's affecting just a group of people in this part of the country. It's affecting everybody in the country. Granted, as I've always said, affecting people in very different ways because there are black people, Latinx, Native Americans who are getting this virus much, much more than white populations are in general and who are dying from it much, much more than people in white populations in general. This virus affects everybody. It's been attacking every kind of group, every kind of demographic. So that was something that Hillary Clinton could not go to. And why would she want to use a pandemic? I don't think any politician here is using any pandemic except Donald Trump. Since he has behaved in a way as to play all of these things politically. Joe Biden's literally laying out the facts. And telling you why Donald Trump is a disaster, has been a disaster for the country, for the economy, for health care, for well-being, for the whole idea of what America is, quote unquote, supposed to be. And that's why that ad that I just played that you just heard is very effective indeed. The tone, the voice. The quotes from health officials and people in the CDC. Donald Trump's own words being used against him. I mean, it's not even being used against him. It's his words. They're all publicly available. These were not manipulated. This is all publicly available. He's there on television saying these things. In fact, pretty much everything in that ad, I'd seen him saying. So th these are not made up clips for those people who go, oh, well, yeah, that's just me. No, I have this on my DVR. He's saying all these things. Everybody knows he said them. And that's why, again, this ad from Joe Biden is very, very good indeed. When I return... A few more ads, including one from The Lincoln Project. With more than 80,000 deaths, 
and over 36 million Americans out of work. Donald Trump can't run on his record, so he's running negative ads attacking Joe Biden. The truth, Joe Biden warned America about the looming pandemic in January when Donald Trump was still refusing to take it seriously. Biden told Trump he should insist on having American health experts on the ground in China. I would be on the phone with China and making it clear, we are going to need to be in your country. You have to be open. You have to be clear. We have to know what's going on. Trump praised the Chinese government 15 times in January and February as the coronavirus was spreading and China's government was withholding critical information and denying access to international experts. The president tweeted, China has been working very hard to contain the coronavirus. The United States greatly appreciates their efforts and transparency. It's a tough situation. I think they're doing a very good job. Are you concerned about the impact of the global economy? I think that China will do a very good job. China, I spoke with President Xi and they're working very, very hard and I think it's going to all work out fine. Trump never got a CDC team on the ground in China. Nearly 40 nations took action to restrict travel from China before Trump did. And Trump's ban was weaker than some countries. Donald Trump he failed to protect America once. Why would we ever trust him again? Joe Biden's ad there from May the 14th, although it's been uh, been in one that he's done before, I believe. But that was on his May 14th entry on Twitter, one of them at least. And the tweet at Joe Biden, which is on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Joe Biden, It starts with the words, Donald Trump can deflect and shift blame all he wants. That is from May the 14th, 2020. Another very effective ad. And that ad sets up uh, Joe Biden's leadership capabilities, which is what the ad is advocating, even though it spends more time talking about how Donald Trump praised China. Some people were concerned about this ad, including myself, actually, because I felt that the ad and other people felt that the ad had racist overtones to it. And in some ways, I think it does. I think I still maintain that opinion um, because there is a suggestion of China being demonized in, in very subtle ways. Now, you may agree with that. You may disagree with that. And I do think that... It is something that becomes very convenient for politicians, particularly white politicians, to use another group or another country, particularly a country that is either black or maybe Asian or maybe uh, Latinx or a country run by people who are black or brown as some kind of political football. You can judge that ad for yourself if you watch that ad on Twitter. Biden's YouTube page, interestingly, does not have that ad on it, nor does it have the ad on it that I played to you earlier from Joe Biden. I think that they should, Joe Biden's campaign should put those ads on YouTube. More people watch YouTube than have Twitter. And I think it's very important to put those ads on Joe Biden's YouTube page. Effective ad. Again, a very effective ad from Joe Biden. It's the kind of ad that hits home, that shows you that Donald Trump does not care about the United States of America. Shows you him vacillating between saying that he felt China was doing a good job and then saying, oh, well, you know, I'm now going to demonize China. The reason why Donald Trump is doing this, switching back and forth, is because he wants to be on record saying, well, no, by the way, I did condemn China. That's what the strategy is. So that when someone says, well, you know what? You didn't say anything about China. In fact, you praised them. You praised them a lot which he actually did do in January and February. But it was only in late February and into March of this year, 2020, that Trump decided to start saying China's bad, China's this, it's a China virus, you know, all this racist stuff that he was saying. So that 
in a debate that comes up between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, Trump can say, well, no, by the way, I condemned them. That's what the strategy is. This is all about Donald Trump looking to get reelected. And I think that Donald Trump is not going to be able to be reelected because the American public has had enough of Donald Trump. Yes, there's going to be that loud 25, 30% who long for the days of Jim Jones. But for the sane 75% of the rest of us, 70% of the rest of us, we've had enough of Donald Trump. And the next destination for him must be a prison cell. Joe Biden, to his credit, with his flaws, and I've talked about those, and a lot worse than merely flaws, is that he has said that he will make sure that if he does become president, and I think he will, that he will make sure investigations do not get stopped. He will make sure that there is no issue of individuals not being able to prosecute or investigate Donald Trump. This is something that I think is very, very good to hear because successive presidents in recent years, in recent memory, have said the opposite. They have decided, well, we don't want to bother with looking at a previous president's crimes or anything like that. This started really under Nixon when Gerald Ford came into office after Nixon resigned his office under pressure. And when Jerry Ford came in, it was, no, oh, you know, we've had this long national nightmare. We need to need, we need to heal now. So I am not going to bother looking into Nixon. I'm going to pardon Nixon. And that's what happened. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why Jerry Ford only had one term in office or even less than a term in office. He didn't have that long in office because in 1976, Jimmy Carter defeated him. So Jerry Ford literally had, what, two years in office, if that, barely, two and a half, I don't know. Didn't have that, didn't have a full four-year term because he took over as the vice president, of course, because he was Nixon's vice president at the time. So Jerry Ford took over. Or his new vice president. I, I mean, it was just a mess. It was just a mess. Because, of course, Spiro Agnew and all of that. and It, 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 was, just, it was just a mess. A complete mess. Because Spiro Agnew, of course, was Nixon's original vice president. Jerry Ford came in and then boom. And then Jerry Ford said, oh, I'm not going to worry about uh, looking into the crimes of Richard Nixon. I'm going to pardon him. Obama did the same thing to George W. Bush when George W. Bush lied us into a war, should have been impeached for it, committed clear high crimes and misdemeanors, his negligence at best around 9-11-01, his negligence around Hurricane Katrina and how the federal response was there, should have given you a precursor into knowing how the Republicans behaved in situations like these. We're seeing it right now with Donald Trump. But Obama dropped the ball as well. Oh, I'm not going to bother with this. We need to look forward, not look backward. And hence, George W. Bush was able to just wipe his hands and move on. A war criminal was able to go free, scot-free. And that was something Obama should never have done. And I know the Obamas and the Bushes are the best of friends. Maybe that's factored into this as well. And all we've seen lately is Laura Bush giving George W. Bush candy, who gives, in turn, gives that candy to Michelle Obama. That's what we've been seeing at some of these public situations over the last couple of years. While this now criminal who runs the White House is destroying the country. Oh, the criminal I'm referring to is Donald Trump here, not 
George W. Bush because he is a war criminal. And Trump is, as far as I'm concerned. Here is something that Joe Biden said, and I want to get back to this. What Joe Biden said on Thursday of this week to Lawrence O'Donnell on MSNBC in response to a question from a viewer about if Joe Biden becomes president, how will he respond to Donald Trump? Listen up to this. Sir, if you were to win the election, would you be willing to commit to not pulling a President Ford and giving Donald Trump a pardon under the pretense of healing the nation? In other words, are you willing to commit to the American ideal that no one is above the law? Absolutely, yes. I commit. Uh, and this is helping us get in all the more questions. So that's a commitment. Uh, Mr. Vice President, you're saying that wherever the investigative trail might lead, whether that be an investigative trail pursued by the Justice Department uh, against Trump officials, Trump associates, administration officials, uh, whether those are congressional investigations, that's hands off for you. Uh, you're not going to say, let's just let bygones be bygones. It's hands off completely. Look. The Attorney General of the United States is not the president's lawyer. It's the people's lawyer. And you remember when you were there with Pat Moynihan, we never saw anything like the prostitution of that office like we see it today. It is not something the president is entitled to do, to direct either a prosecution and or decide to drop a case. That is not the president's role or responsibility, and it's a dereliction of his duty and the dereliction of the duty of the, you know, he had what, whether 2,000 was it, or a former uh, attorneys general and or people who worked in the office said the president attorney general should resign. It's what's going on is an absolute travesty, a travesty of justice. That will not happen, I guarantee you. Uh, the That will not happen, I guarantee you. Joe Biden on Thursday on MSNBC speaking to Lawrence O'Donnell on his show, The Last Word. By the way, Stacey Abrams was also on that show. She is someone who I've told you, and as you may know, is campaigning out in the open to become the vice presidential pick of Joe Biden. She appeared on that very same show alongside Joe Biden. Well, well, obviously not next to each other because of the physical distancing, but was on the same show with him. So we'll see what happens with, with uh, whether or not Joe Biden picks Stacey Abrams. I think he should. I think he should. I think he should stop wasting time and do that. But in that comment that I just played to you, Joe Biden has made it very clear that if he gets into the White House in January of next year, and that means, of course, you will have to vote for him, he will make sure that no, nothing and nobody stands in the way of investigating Donald Trump and that administration. There will be a full-time cleanup job from all the dirt and the grime and the filth of the criminality of Donald Trump and the rest of these people who have infected and polluted not only the White House, but this entire country, and quite frankly, parts of the world. There will be a full-time disinfectant cleaning. People will not be injecting themselves with bleach or drinking it. What they will be doing is scouring the damn place, the Oval Office, all of Washington, D.C., will be replenished with people who care about human beings, who care about people beyond just themselves. That is what I envision will be happening on January the 20th, 2021. Here is an ad by the Lincoln Project. They are a consortium of Republicans who no longer call themselves Republicans. 
These are people who are of the old school Republican Party. I mean, they still want destructive policies. You know, they still, quite frankly, or in the past, were very much advocates of policies that harmed the average person. Many of them, though, have said that they are going to be voting for Joe Biden. In fact, all of them are. People like George Conway and Rick Wilson, among others. Some of them have already changed their party affiliation. Joe Scarborough has done so. He's walked away from the Republican Party. He used to be a Republican congressman out of Florida. Now you know him if you watch MSNBC in the U.S. as a journalist and commentator on Morning Joe. Joe Scarborough, I think he's either an independent or a Democrat now. I think he's an independent or a Democrat, whichever. And there are a number of others who are walking away from the Republican Party in record numbers, including George Will, who says he wants Donald Trump out of public life. George Will, as you know, is a classic conservative commentator, and he supported things that are very injurious to the average person. Even he knows where to draw the line when it comes to Donald Trump. And this ad from the Lincoln Project, I think is a very good one. It's called Morning in America, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Morning in America. It's a great takeoff and variation of Ronald Reagan's ad, Morning in America, referring to the time of day that Reagan did in his ad campaigns back in the 1990s. Excuse me, the 1980s. There's morning in America. Today, more than 60,000 Americans have died from a deadly virus Donald Trump ignored. With the economy in shambles, more than 26 million Americans are out of work. The worst economy in decades. Trump bailed out Wall Street, but not Main Street. This afternoon, millions of Americans will apply for unemployment. And with their savings run out, many are giving up hope. Millions worry that a loved one won't survive COVID-19. There's mourning in America. And under the leadership of Donald Trump, our country is weaker and sicker and poorer. And now, Americans are asking, if we have another four years like this, will there even be an America? Paid for by the Lincoln Project, which is responsible for the content of this advertising. Marvelous ad from the Lincoln Project. What is really interesting about that ad, and of course, the voice may be the very same voice of the person that actually did the Morning in America ad back in the 1980s, may well be the same person or someone who is really good at recreating voices. My goodness. Now, I'm almost tempted to play you the Morning in America ad from Reagan, but I don't think so. But that Lincoln Project ad that you just heard is a powerful one. Many people wonder whether there will be an America around anymore. I mean, and that's true. That is a very effective ad, and you can find that on YouTube for the Lincoln Project. You can YouTube that, and you can search it. It's the Lincoln Project, and the title of the ad again is Morning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, in America. Morning in America, and you can find that on YouTube and watch that ad. It is quite an ad. So another very effective ad there. You have ads from Priorities USA. You have ads from the Joe Biden presidential campaign, and you have an ad from the Lincoln Project. I think all of those ads that I've played are very effective, very, very good ads that give you a whole picture of what Donald Trump has done, what Donald Trump has failed to do. And it's interesting because in that Lincoln Project ad, the voice said 60,000 people. Well, of course, this ad was done a few weeks ago now in 2020. And it's sad because you hear the voice saying 60,000 people and you already know, at least as of the recording of this episode, It's now almost 90,000 people and counting. And as I said earlier, I think it's probably a whole lot more than that. 
I think we just don't get to know the real severity yet of just how many people are going to lose their lives here in this country. And we also, I think, don't know the real severity around the world. I think there's so many more people, sadly, who are no longer with us because of this virus that we're even being told about than we're even being told about. You cannot tell me that only one and a half million people in America have been infected with this virus. You can't tell me that when only 10 million people out of 328 million have been tested. You know that once testing really gets going in this country, we will have dozens of millions more people infected with this virus. I don't think there's any question about that. I hope you found those ads effective. And if you liked what you heard, I would urge you to use your search engine and type in Priorities USA YouTube or type in the Lincoln Project YouTube or type in in Twitter. Just type into your search engine, whether it's in Twitter or not. Just type in Twitter dot com forward slash Joe Biden and scroll and search for those ads in May, May 11th and May 14th of 2020. Scroll through Joe Biden's timeline and you can watch those ads. He needs to put those two ads that I played on YouTube because they're not on his YouTube channel. But you can look at his YouTube channel. There's a lot of other things there that I think you need to look to watch. This is a very important election this coming November 3rd. It is clear that Donald Trump is destroying America. The question is, are you going to vote, whether by mail or in person? If the answer is yes, please spread the word and make sure you go to IWillVote.com. IWillVote.com. Thank you for listening to this edition of The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore.